It's where you go to bike, hike, and stroll miles of pathways over more than 7,000 acres of parkland. A place to go explore rivers and fish their bountiful waters. Natural places to go marvel at magnificent wildlife while you play outdoors and go wander charming communities. Find all this and more at Destination Downriver. Give it a go. Welcome to the Destination Downriver podcast and vodcast. I'm now can officially add, so excited about that. Uh, my name is Ron Hendricks. I'm your host. And I'm also, should mention, the president of the Southern Wayne County Regional Chamber, which is Downriver's premier business membership organization. And I want to welcome you again to our May, May Destination Downriver podcast. This month, we're featuring trails, which are a Downriver catalyst for good health, the economy, and the environment. And I'm so thrilled to say that today's podcast and vodcast is presented by our good friend Kathy Kane at Market Insights. And our vodcast, also known as the video portion of today's production, is produced and sponsored by, uh, with the help of our friends at the City of Taylor's Media Center. So a huge shout out to Carl Zymock and his team at the City of Taylor. We're also sponsored by the generous support of Greg Kowalski at Allegra Marketing Print and Design in Wyandotte. An amazing chamber member and a great partner, Greg. Again, thank you so much for your tremendous support of our monthly Downriver podcast and Down Destination Downriver podcast and vodcast. So for strategic marketing and print communication with measure measurable results, let Allegra assist you with print, mail, design, and signs. They're located at 3557 Fort Street in the beautiful city of Wyandotte. And you can call Greg and his team at 734-288-8994. And by the way, tell them that your friends at Destination Downriver sent you and brought you there. So let's go ahead and begin with today's podcast and vodcast. The Downriver region of Southern Wayne County has been misunderstood and maligned after years of heavy industry dominated both our riverfronts and our communities. Over the past 25 years, that trajectory has shifted from Rust Belt to Green Belt, as Downriver has undergone what many describe as a near miraculous transformation. In addition to water quality improvements and the resurgence of wildlife species, land and water trails have played a major role in this metamorphosis. According to national research, the economic impact of comprehensive trail systems has been proven to be a catalyst for bringing new businesses and economic life to communities, which is such an important point, especially uh, coming from the president of our region's Chamber of Commerce. We're always so focused on the economic impact of things, and we're so excited to be talking about that uh, and the economic impact of our downriver trails and waterways today. Trails encourage growth on main streets while promoting outdoor recreation and fostering community revitalization. They help protect air and water quality, create jobs, and support economic growth. So many things. And diver diversification, all while offering new opportunities for people to connect with the natural world. Sounds very exciting, and it is. Since 1998, nearly 75 miles of trails have been created in the Downriver area. Our current trail system includes over 100 miles of both water and land trails that reach 
within one half, uh, I'm sorry, half a mile of every Downriver home. That's phenomenal. And it's uh, definitely unique living not just in Downriver, but, but the entire uh, state of Michigan community. Downriver trails traverse through both rural urban settings along with flowing through 7,000 acres of parkland. Amazing. Not many regions can, can offer that much for touring and tasting an area that's poised to be discovered. Our guest panel for today's discussion are all professionally and personally involved in the wealth of Downriver water and trailways. So I'm gonna begin uh, by introducing today's guest who we're very excited to have with us. And I'm gonna start with Danielle Motter. I, I hope I have your last name correct, you Danielle. Do. Great, very good. Uh, Danielle is the Chief of Marketing and Communications for the Huron-Clinton Metro Park System, comprised of 13 unique parks along the Huron and Clinton Rivers in Livingston, Macomb, Oakland, Washtenaw, and Wayne Counties. We're fortunate to have three of those here in the Downriver area, and I might add uh, also there's some outstanding uh, golf courses that we have uh, owned and operated by the Metro Parks as well. But those three Metro Parks in the Downriver region are Lake Erie Metro Park in Brownstown, and then also both Willow and Oakwoods Metro Parks in Huron Township and also Van Buren Township, I, if I have that correct. Um, and then we'll talk, maybe mention real quickly about the golf uh, courses as well. But these parks are where visitors find opportunities for just about every outdoor recreation activity. They also provide educational resources on science, nature, history, and the environment, along with energizing outdoor experiences for both the young and old. And then also, before we uh, introduce our next uh, guest, also mention that the Metro Parks are a phenomenal and longtime partner of the Southern Wayne County Regional Chamber, and we appreciate your membership and your partnership with the Chamber. So welcome, Danielle. Good Thanks to have you. Thanks for having me. Our next guest is um, Wendy Pate, who, who uh, in the middle here, another great partner and member of the Chamber. Thanks, Wendy, for being here. Wendy is a member of the Trenton T Trail Town Advisory Committee since 2018. After retiring from teaching over 25 years, that's phenomenal, Wendy, <laughs> and working on the committee, she decided to run for city council and help to, to help evaluate, uh, elevate rather, the goals of Trail Town. This past year, she took on the role of Mayor Pro Thames. Congratulations. Thank you. And when our good friend Joanne Gagne retired in 2021, you took on the role of co-chair of the uh, Trail Town Committee. Uh, and your duties for the Trail Town Committee keep the, or your efforts rather, keep the ball rolling in, uh, in the city of Trenton. So Wendy, welcome to the panel today. It's great to have you. Thanks so much for having me. And our next guest, uh, also a uh, longtime business owner in the Downriver community, Al Petrie. Great to have you as well, Al. Al is the owner of Al Petrie and Sons Bicycles in Woodhaven. And I believe you, you started in Lincoln Park. We did. Many, yes. many, for many years. Uh, a Downriver business icon, as I mentioned, since 1946 that serves all types of cyclists, including new and veteran riders, road and mountain aficionados, always get that, uh, pronounce that <laughs> word wrong, aficionados, and recreation and transportation cyclists. It's the place downriver for all of your cycling needs. So Al, Al Petrie, welcome to the panel as well. Glad to be here. It's great to have all three of you. And uh, we're, as I mentioned earlier, we're very excited about today's discussion. I think there's so much that 
we can talk about when it comes to the waterways and the trailways and the economic impact and really the impact on our overall quality of life life is uh, nothing short of absolutely phenomenal i think for all down for residents and visitors so trails deliver a wide range of benefits including increased business enhanced quality of life higher property values and improved public health which i think is uh, also very important so let's start today's discussion with an appropriate quote that is Walking is mankind's best medicine. Any idea who said that? Any quick guesses? Sorry, no. <laughs> so uh, thanks to our amazing uh, producer, I do know who that is. Uh, so thank you, Rich Williams, for providing the answer. The answer is, it's, it's a quote from the ancient Greek physician Hippocrates. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very good quote and definitely um, uh, something that I think is gonna relate to today's conversation. Hey, there he is, he's on the screen, great. Oh, yeah. So even in the fourth century, it was no secret that trails could promote great health. So I'm going to begin with Danielle. Speaking of health, the pandemic spawned a surge in demand for outdoor activities. Our metro parks undoubtedly saw that increase and has that, or rather, um, has that increase demand uh, continued into 2022. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. in 2020, Uh, When the pandemic first started, we saw an increase of right around 30% for our average attendance at the Metro Parks. It was extremely large increase compared to what we've seen year over year. And even in 2021, uh, we saw attendance be right around 11% higher than average. Granted, we're just coming up to busy season, mm-hmm. so this weekend being Memorial Day weekend, the parks will really kick off the summer season, sure. yeah. uh, and we're anticipating it to be another busy one. Even through the spring, the golf courses have been extremely busy, so those that discovered the parks in the mm-hmm. pandemic, they're still there yeah. and enjoying them. Good point, and we ta- we kind of touched on the golf courses uh, uh, in the introduction, um, but there's, I believe there's two phenomenal Metro Park golf courses in the Denver region. Could you mention those and, and maybe talk about those for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we have two golf courses in mm-hmm. Downriver, one at Lake Erie Metro Park. So um, each of our golf courses has a, a little bit different of a scenery, a little bit different mm-hmm. of an experience. So it gives you the chance to kind of travel around the region and, and have some different experiences. And then our other one is at Willow. Willow, okay. Uh, in the springtime is challenging at Willow because sure. it's very close to the river, so it's yeah. often flooded. So okay. we just recommend check our website before you head out to one of those courses. Make sure there's no flooding going Great. on. Great. Yeah, we've um, so at the Southern Wayne County Regional Chamber, we've done networking events mm-hmm. at the um, Lake Erie Metro Park Golf Course. Yes. Um, so we've done the nine-hole golf outing experience with our with a lot of our business members and. They absolutely love the Lake Erie Metro Park Golf Course. It's a phenomenal golfing experience. And Willow is true, uh, is as well. Um, both amazing golf courses. I think the entire system, Metro Parks, just does a phenomenal job with, their, with the golfing experience. Um, next question for you. Downriver is privileged to have three different Metro Parks in our area, as we mentioned, and that's quite impressive, by the way, because uh, I wonder what region of communities can say, hey, we have three amazing Metro Parks. So just a quick side note. Um, can you give us a quick overview on Lake Erie, Oakwoods, and Willow Metro Parks, and what kind of experiences you can, you know, you provide to the community and things like that? The great thing about the Metro Parks is much like the golf courses, each one's a little bit unique and different. Mm. They have a different environment. So Mm. when you start down at Lake Erie, it's on Lake Erie. You've got the big water views, you've got paved trails, there's a Marshlands Museum Mm. with educational programming year round. Um, 
in the summertime, there's the golf course. Well, I guess spring, summer, and fall, you can golf. There's even a yeah. marina. So if you're yeah. a boater, you can stay right mm. there and experience the entire mm. park. Um, as you travel a little further away and you get mm. into Oakwoods Metro Park, mm. it's a completely different experience. It's, it's out in the woods, it's very secluded, mm. um, quiet trails. There is a nature center with programming there mm. as well, um, but it's a little more secluded experience, a little yeah. more quiet experience. Yeah. It's um, amazing that, you know, sorry to interrupt you, Danielle, but no. you, each Metro Park provides its own unique experience. It does. Which is like phenomenal to me. It is, um, and we, we often get visitors who take on the Metro Parks mm. Challenge and try to mm. visit all 13. Yeah. Because it is 13 <laughs> different experiences. Right, right. Um, but even in the Downriver area, mm. each of the three is a little bit different. Mm. When you get into Willow, mm. it's kind of in between the two. It's got some secluded areas with mm. nature trails and paved trails throughout, uh, but it's got some more built structures as well, including a pool facility mm. and food bars. So that's really popular in the summer. Mm. Um, picnic shelters and sports mm. courts and um, lots of open space yeah. to have events as well. And I think it's, is Oakwoods, um, does Oakwoods have that large um, splash pad as well or is it Willow? Uh, Willow is the one that has the pool. There is a large playground, but it's at Lower yeah. Huron Metro Park. Okay, And yeah. Turtle Cove is at Lower Turtle Huron Turtle Cove, well. that's the one I'm thinking yes. of. Yeah, I just love going there. We were there, um, it wasn't open yet, but we were there a, co were there a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. and they were kind of preparing it for the summer season and it's just a great place to bring the kids and the whole family. Yes. Um, the other thing is with Lake Erie Metro Park, and I, I visit all three all the time. And when I go to Willow and Oakwood, I always love to uh, visit our good friends um, at Doc's Ice Cream Shop in downtown New Boston, who are uh, great chamber members. Um, but Lake Erie Metro Park is so amazing because when you go there, and we were talking about this, I think, on the last podcast, um, Downriver shipping and, and you know Great Lakes shipping and things like that. You can see the big freighters coming in off of Lake Erie into the Detroit River Channel or the other vice versa coming from the Detroit River Channel into Lake Erie. Um, and then I think you can see the Detroit River Lighthouse from the Lake Erie Metro um, Park as well. And that's if you're if you're a boat nerd, which I am, um, and you love watching the big ships on the Great Lakes, Lake Erie Metro Park is like one of the best and most premier spots to watch Great Lakes shipping in action. It's it's awesome. Um, it is always surprising to me how mm. many people can watch freighters. <laughs> so yeah, it's I'm, one of those, I'm one of those nerds. <laughs> um, and yes, it's a great spot for it. And in addition, there's a coastal marsh in Lake, mm. Lake Erie. So mm. you kind of get the experience of Great Lakes shipping and that yeah. more natural um, marsh, which is actually a unique habitat for anywhere. That, that's great. And then um, you mentioned the, um, the museum as well as at Lake Erie Metro Parks. Um, and I've been there several times, and mm -hmm. every time you go there, it really, truly is a unique experience as well. Um, and it's it's a very, uh, it's an excellent museum, very well done. And uh, I know there's different classrooms there. And, and mm -hmm. what? How can people um, experience the museum? Do, uh, do you have to buy a ticket? And can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So the museum is. Um Instead of a nature center at Lake Erie Metro Park, we have the Marshlands Museum. So our interpretive mm. staff operate there. There's mm. no ticket required. Mm. So once you get into the Metro Park, which is either a daily or annual pass, you have to pay to get into the park, you can visit the museum for free. Um, and there is a full calendar of programming. Yep. So you can either self-guide around the museum or mm. let our interpretive staff teach you a little bit more in a guided program. Great. 
So here in Clinton Metro Parks, obviously named after the Huron and the Clinton Rivers. Yep. Um, and today we're talking about trailways through Down River. So are the three Metro Parks, are they all connected by the Down River Link Greenway trailways? They absolutely are. Mm -hmm. um, they are connected by Down River Link Greenways, which is also mm -hmm. part of uh, the sections of the Iron Bell Trail, the yep. statewide version as well. Mm -hmm. So you can actually get to all three of those Metro Parks on paved trail. And how long are the, do, do you know how long the trails are in each park? Like how many miles of trailways and things like that we can experience? Ooh, you're gonna test me. Yes. I don't know if I have the exact number off the top of my head. It's uh -huh. honestly a little bit difficult to count because the yeah, paved But it's a trail, big number. It's a big number. <laughs> Lots of miles of trail. <laughs> Lots, that's a good answer. Lots of miles of trails. And yes, we're gonna test you because this is the Destination Down River Podcast <laughs> and that's what we do here. So um, Al, I'm gonna uh, look, look at, or. Uh, turn things over to you for a moment. Um, as one of our, uh, uh, you know, longtime business owners in the region, I know trailways and waterways are very important to, you, you know, that to our local economy. Um, so people are rediscovering the joys of being outside and using the trailways. And places like our metro parks are a perfect match for that growth spurt. What we've learned from all the national trail studies and I want to get this in because this is important. Um, visitor census work is that the most type of trail use is now overwhelmingly bicycle. And I believe it's 75% now of trail users are, are on bicycles. Uh, I imagine that the, the, the demand for bikes is continuing to, to grow. Is that correct? It is. Um, and, and you know, you're right. Bicycles are really driving trail use, uh, mm -hmm. both nationally and locally. It's happening at the metro parks, it's mm. happening all around the country. Um, people are looking for easy ways to get outside, enjoy the outdoors, have something that's that's fun to do, that gets them into shape, mm. and it's eco-friendly at the same time. So trail use is just way up among bicyclists. Um, mm. During the pandemic, you know, in the peak of the pandemic, people were just anxious for ways. They were desperate for sure. ways to get outside and do something that was yeah. healthy. You can only cut your grass so many times. Yeah, you got to do something else. So, <laughs> it, you know, and that really drove demand for bicycles way up. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it like this before. It's, mm -hmm. it's created a worldwide bike boom. We have mm -hmm. interest in bikes that is just unprecedented. Um, it's been, uh, I would say, somewhere uh, the past two years, I, th I believe the industry average has gone up in what's been sold by 50% in it's the last few years. Wow. And so, you know, it's, it's uh, especially with gas prices, I don't see any sign sure. of that slowing down. Yeah. People are using uh, bikes as a means of transportation to uh, not only get healthy, but also, yeah. you know, save some, save some money at the pump. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, uh, so the air you put in your tires, your bicycle tires, is a little bit cheaper than uh, putting gas in the car. Absolutely. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I can imagine. <laughs> So uh, we have a big day coming up in the Down River region um, on June 4th, Saturday, June 4th. We have an event called the Tour de Tom. Um, and uh, Danielle, you're a big part of this. And uh, it's just a phenomenal experience um, to explore the southern portion of the Down River region, starting in, the, in downtown Flat Rock and going to the Lake Erie Metro Park with none other, other, ugh, none other rather than um, Tom Dalvin, who is the host of Under the Radar Michigan on PBS, 10-time Emmy Award-winning TV show. Uh, so the Tour de Tom is a really exciting event. Uh, we have 50 bicyclists that are going to be coming and riding along the, uh, um, the pathways um, along the Detroit, or the, I'm sorry, the Denver Link Greenways pathways. And so Al, 
thinking about those 50 bike riders, um, what kind of bike would you recommend uh, riding along those nicely paved uh, pathways? For, for most people, especially people that are newer to cycling, uh-huh. we typically recommend what's called comfort hybrid bikes, which oh, okay. sit you upright a little bit more. Yeah. It's not yeah. like an old school cruiser from the 50s. It's it's a modern day bike, yeah. but you sit more upright. You're not leaned over the way that you are on the yep. old 10 speed style bikes. Yep. Yep. They roll great and they put a smile on everybody's face. They're just fun to ride. Yeah, I've seen, um, uh, I know some friends that have those e-bikes, bikes, uh-huh. electric bicycles. Yeah. Um, have you been seeing a lot of those around lately and are those pretty popular? Yes, e-bike, yeah. the demand for e-bikes is actually e-bikes is the fastest growing segment in the, in the market right now. It's amazing. Um, the demand for them is just through the roof. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and the, the biggest thing about e-bikes is there are three different classes. In uh-huh. Michigan, they have three classes of e-bikes. We only sell class one and class three at the store. Class okay. two yeah. is a throttle activated huh. bike. And most of those are not allowed on trails anywhere. I think you'd be able to attest to that. You can't mm-hmm. take a throttle operated bike on sure. any trails. They're, they're specifically for roadways, like you would see where the cars yeah. are at. Yeah. So our bikes are pedal assist. Okay. And uh, you know, I would say you're probably looking if, I do have about 30 of them in stock, Mm-hmm. But you're probably looking, if you want something specific, it could be a year or longer for a wait. Oh, it's amazing. Wow. And I know a lot of people that are listening may not be familiar with what an e-bike is. Could you describe that to sure. us? Um, there are two major ways that they, they uh, put batteries and motors on the mm-hmm. bikes. One is a motor underneath the crankset near the pedals. And as you pedal, the battery will drive the motor and increase the power to the crankset, mm-hmm. which will increase the power to the rear wheel. And the other is a battery, I'm sorry, a motor on the, on the rear hub of the bike. Okay. Um, the rear hub bikes are a little bit less expensive, uh-huh. but they don't feel as natural as riding a, a mid-drive bike. A mid-drive bike feels like a regular bicycle, yeah. just like you've got stronger legs. <laughs> Interesting, so, wow. And, and it multiplies your effort. So if you're, yeah. you know, you're putting five miles of energy into the bike, you can yeah. choose a setting and it yep. will multiply that by yep. one or two or three times. So if yeah. you, you can move pretty good on an e-bike, up to yeah. 20 miles an hour on a class one and 28 on a class three. It's very interesting. I know. So today we have autonomous vehicles. Um, do you see in the future, are we going to have self-driving bikes? I haven't seen any plans for that anymore, so that's that's beyond my, I'll be retired by the time that Yeah, happens. and I don't know if any of us are ready for that, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, it might be a little bit too interesting for us. Um, these past two years of COVID have driven up demand for Netflix, sweatpants to work, uh, sporting equipment like bikes, things like that. Um, it is still as challenging, I'm sorry, is it still as challenging to actually buy a new bike as it was during the height of the pandemic? No, thank goodness. Oh, that's good news. Uh, thank goodness. Yeah. It, the demand is still incredibly high, but the supply chain has really tightened up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, a year ago, I might have 30 bikes in stock at any one time, and now I have over 500. Oh, wow. Still more, more arriving daily. Yeah. So I have a yeah. lot of bikes for sale. The downside is some categories of bikes are still very difficult to get, especially okay. the high-end uh, uh, gravel bikes and recreational racing yep. bikes. 
those are those are you know the five six thousand dollar bikes. Those are tough to get right now. Yeah, are the uh, so in, speaking of brands, is, is Schwinn still one of the most popular brands out there right now? Well, Schwinn is is certainly one of the the largest number sold, uh-huh. but that's due to the fact that Sh- the Schwinn family lost the business years ago, and mm-hmm. most of those bikes are now at the big box stores, so they gotcha. sell a lot of them. It's yeah. it's not the same quality it was back in the seventies and eighties and sixties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we sell Trek bicycles and Electra bicycles, which are two of the, the most popular brands in the country. Great. Yeah, that's great. Uh, question for both Al and Wendy, and we're going to loop you into the conversation sure. on Wendy because you're uh, definitely one of our trail experts downriver. Uh, what, what are, in your opinion, what are some of the best trails to bike and walk in the downriver region? Well, I, of course, would be uh, obliged to represent Trenton right now. So sure, I think of course. Um, Trenton, I, I think, is a great hub. There is a gateway uh, opportunity at the Tourist Lodge, which is located on West Jefferson um, on the backside of Elizabeth Park. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that is going to take you several different places. You know, you can go mm-hmm. as far north at, into, you know, through Wyandotte River Rouge. Yep. Ecorse and River Rouge now have some bike lanes, and we're trying to get a few more, you know, down this way. You can also, uh, from the tourist lodge, head down mm. to my favorite spot, which is the International Wildlife Refuge. Oh, of course. And yep. so you, you know, would need yep. a bike to get there, perhaps, but um, from the tourist lodge. But you know, you would mm. stop and be able to walk uh, through the refuge. They have two trails through the mm. refuge: one's shorter, one's longer. Mm. And even the short trail just transforms you to a whole different uh, world. It's mm. just, um, you know, really makes you think about how mm. different our our um, waterfront has become in different places and, and yeah. what we um, value and what we're heading back toward uh, and, and incorporating, you know, mm. tourism and nature and just, you know, throwing all your stress away and just, mm. you know, breathing the clean air and looking around at, at nature is yeah, pretty fabulous. Yeah, definitely. And Elizabeth Park is um, just absolutely beautiful. And I, you know, I know it's just a, such a major part of the Trenton community and really mm. the downriver community. Um, and then the tourist lodge there. I mean, yeah. when you drive down Jefferson, you see that tourage lodge, and it's what a phenomenal venue that is yes. in our region. Yes, and thanks to uh, Al Petrie and Sons, mm-hmm. uh, they did donate a fix-it station, so you have that yeah, available. Yeah. Yep. There are uh, restrooms available there. Those are becoming very popular, by the way, those yes. fix-it stations. I'm seeing them all over down Riverview, Trenton, and Brownstown, it, all over the place. And in the metro parks. Mm-hmm. In the metro parks, the metro yeah. Parks. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also have the water trails. Um, Mm. So, you know, we talk about biking and and walking, which are great things to do in that area on Mm. on the, um, by the tourist lodge, but there's also a handicap accessible launch at the tourist lodge. There's also Mm. a handicap accessible launch at the refuge. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite places also to kayak through is the, the refuge, so. That's great. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Al? Any uh, recommendations? Well, uh, the Trenton, the Trenton ones that Wendy just described are, uh-huh. are right at the top of the list. In the four four metro parks, not three, <laughs> we have Lower Huron, Oakwood, Lake Erie, and Willow. Ah, uh, yes. All thank you. Connected. Yep. And yep. they have fantastic trails to ride there. You can ride, not counting the Lake Erie section, you can ride 28 miles in and out just doing the other three yeah and you throw in going to lake erie you really can get a nice nice day-long ride mm-hmm. um, almost every community downriver has some sort of a trail uh, lincoln park has council point park it's yeah. a little short but it's a great trail to ride on. Yeah. yeah taylor around heritage park has some some great trails mm-hmm. um, uh, personally 
most of the people that I interact with really enjoy the metro parks. They go yeah. out to the metro parks almost on a weekly basis, some yeah. of them even more often than that. Yeah. And the, tr the trails there are just great. They are. And uh, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's four metro parks. And <laughs> sorry about that, Danielle, and for missing that. Uh, because they're, they're absolutely phenomenal on the trailways. There's so many trails that go through the metro parks. And, and you, you mentioned there's a lot of community, like Lincoln Park, that maybe people don't think about. And River Rouge and E-Course is phenomenal trails that go along, you know, these different communities. Yeah. And, and we definitely encourage everyone to explore those um, different trailways. Um, and then for the entire panel, are there particular routes any of you, any of you could recommend for making a day of experiencing lots of what we have to offer here in the Donovan region memorable. Um, and one thing that we, before you answer that question, one of the things that we constantly promote here at Destination Down River is the idea of a daycation mm -hmm. and you know exploring a community, exploring the region in, in one day. And Down River truly is one of those premier daycation yeah. destinations. Um, so, so what do you think? Ed? Who do you want to start? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to start with you, Danielle? Yeah. Sure. Uh, so me personally, mm -hmm. I actually really like the trails within Lower mm -hmm. Huron and Willow Metro Parks, particularly in the spring, which we're still kind of in spring. We're getting mm -hmm. kind of close to out of it, but uh, through that section are all of the redbud trees. Mm -hmm. And when they're in full bloom, oh, yeah. it's a really colorful view that you don't yeah. get to see very often. And it's right along the river. Mm -hmm. um, you can, with the family, go in and continue the ride to Oakwoods and experience the nature center mm -hmm. um, or not. And yeah, then or not, yeah. connect into the local <laughs> communities for lunch. And um, that's just a really nice experience. Yeah, there's a lot that, you know, you can, you can do different things as well. For example, you know, you could start in Flat Rock, let's say, mm -hmm. and you could do some fishing maybe in the Hirok Park area. Yep. You yeah. could head over to one of the metro parks. You could head to the International Wildlife Refuge, and I believe mm -hmm. the Refuge uh, Visitor Center is now open, so you can go inside and look yeah. at their displays. You can head up to Trenton, uh, perhaps grab a bite to eat. You can continue your journey through Wyandotte, um, do some shopping, mm -hmm. and then you could end at... Um, um, the perhaps Dingle Park in yeah. Ecorse, and again, yep. uh, looking at our Bishop mm -hmm. Park, you know, there's mm -hmm. so many parks, waterfront parks that you could stop yeah. and mm -hmm. you could picnic, you could watch the freighters like yeah. you like to do and yeah. uh, those things. So yeah. uh, there's so many different things you can do. You can shop, you can eat, mm -hmm. you can uh, recreate, you can, mm -hmm. you know, uh, maybe even in Flat Rock, I believe they have some kayak rentals that you could yes. do yeah. back Yes, yeah, Water Street so Tacos. You can have yep. a, a variety of experiences mm -hmm. and, and make more of a day of it. <laughs> Yeah, so Al, I'm really curious about you. What would your daycation oh. in the Downriver down region look like? Wendy just described it. I yeah. lived three minutes from Hurok <laughs> Park, so okay. she just described a day that I would that I would uh, head out on. You yeah, know, ride down to Hurok Park and yeah. then either head towards Erie yeah. or take the connector into Oakwoods. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's what I would do. Personally. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah I, I I would love to do any of those. Um, sounds like a great op a great experience and. And we, we talked in the introduction, we talked about the economic impact. Um, and, and when it comes to experiencing a daycation in a community, um, that truly has a big impact on our local small businesses as well. And so I wanna talk about that for a moment with, with our wonderful panel here. Um, and Downriver Link Greenways also offers a helpful concierge page on their website. I wanna mention this for, tri for trail uh, trip yes. planning. And so you can access that website through the Destination Downriver website as well, which is destinationdownriver.com. 
Um, or you can visit, you can see on your screen here, downrivertrails.org. And, and I highly recommend it. The, the site was built by one of our chamber members, by the way, and it's a phenomenal site where you can uh, truly plan a daycation and explore the trails in the Downriver region. So let's talk more about some of the economic benefits that trails offer to communities. Metrics like increased business, as well as increased opportunities for businesses, new businesses, along with the impact of trails on residential and commercial property values are a couple of notable findings in some national studies. Mm -hmm. According to re recent national research, active outdoor recreation contributes, and listen to this, you guys are gonna be blown by, away by this, contributes $730 billion annually to the U.S. economy. That's amazing. And it supports 6.5 million jobs and generates $88 billion in annual state and national tax revenue. So, Wendy, question for you. How have the waterways and trails affected the communities in the Downriver region? Well, I often think of the waterfront communities and where mm. we're located. So, yeah. you know, we have 180 degrees where some cities have 360 that they can, you know, um, benefit from sure yeah how you know so you've we've seen the commercialization uh of allen road and you know kind of pulling people first it was ford street then it's allen road perhaps it's going to be telegraph or some other uh -huh. you know pulling us away from the waterfront so yeah. we have to think about how we're going to bring people back and i think yeah. the trails have done that you know we're, mm. we're a different kind of road per se that people want to travel and so what it's done for trenton is that it's actually you know given a renewed interest to our downtown mm. uh, we're looking at revitalizing the downtown and uh, we have two new gift shops mm. we have a new florist we have two new restaurants going in we yeah. have a potential housing you know development going in right on the corner of west and west jefferson so we're it's really revived the community mm. and the interest um, i know the city is working on uh, making a uh, gathering space in front of city hall we oh, are looking at doing, wow. uh, we have a mural that's going up uh, mm. at the north end of town to welcome mm. people into Trenton. And then we also are working on a gateway mm. uh, at um, the, I think it's at Walnut Street, right on the bend there as you go to, yeah. you know, outside of River or, um, yep. Elizabeth Park. Yep. There'll be an archway and kiosk and perhaps even a kayak launch there. So, oh, wow. Uh, you that's know, great. we've got quite a bit going on, wayfinding signage yeah. so people know where they're at on the trail and where yeah. they can go for amenities yeah. and so forth. So yeah. I think it's really gonna bring people back to the waterfront communities and these niche businesses that can offer, you know, yeah. unique shopping and unique dining that, mm. you know, just a commercial sense, you know, sometimes people get yeah. tired of mm. always going to the same restaurant. They can right. come to something more unique and, yeah. and fabulous. And, and truly that, you know, that that really makes Downriver so unique is mm -hmm. that, you know, the, the niche businesses and um, the small businesses that you find all throughout the region. And, and you know, we're about to talk about um, our trail town communities of Trenton and Flat Rock. Mm -hmm. um, but Trenton and Wyandotte, Allen Park, you know, others, uh, Flat Rock and others, um, really have beautiful downtown districts. And with Trenton and Wyandotte particularly, you're right, right on the Detroit River. Um, and it's so, you know, I, it's so exciting to hear some of the developments that are coming for downtown Trenton. And, and you know, you truly, when you go and visit these downtown areas, you find these very unique small businesses. And mm -hmm. it's not your big box stores or, you know, your your chain restaurants. You can really have a unique cultural and restaurant and small business shopping experience when you come to our downriver communities like Trenton. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think they can take a piece of that back with them and they re yep. it's more memorable and, and they want to come back and they want to see more. 
Absolutely. So um, we're, we are fortunate, as I mentioned a minute ago, to have two trail towns in the Downriver region uh, with Trenton and Flat Rock as Pure Michigan trail towns, mm-hmm. uh, which is a nationally, or, well, state Statewide, rather, yes. recognition. Yeah, Correct. thank you. Um, and uh, it's along the nationally designated Huron River Water Trail, both communities. Mm-hmm. So what's the significance of having that sort of designation? So what it does for us, um, this was created by the Michigan Trailways Act Mm. of uh, 1994, which was updated in 2014. Mm. And so they asked communities to go through a rigorous process of um, basically, you know, having a commitment to all what the trail is, Mm. but also uh, what the community wants from the trail. So Mm. for example, um, hosting annual events involving the schools, having accessibility to the trail, walkability, um, connecting with other communities, having attractions along the trail, and uh, having a sustainable business and marketing plan for the region. So, you know, uh, our former Parks and Rec uh, director, Joanne Gagne, had mm. put a lot of that together, and then the committee helped support her. Uh, council passed a resolution yeah. in support of Trail Town, mm. and so the state recognized all of our efforts in 2021, and we were the only town um, designated as a pure Michigan Trail Town in 2021. I just saw on the website, uh, this is at Michigan, um, michigan.gov mm. slash DNR slash state trails and all the other slashes I'm sure you'll get yeah. there if you yep. Google it. Yep. Um, but they just added three more towns. So we are now one of 11 oh, uh, in the state that has this yeah. significant designation. Um, yeah. We get to use the Pure Michigan branding yes. for, in Trenton for... Um, Which has a big impact, a big for, impact in terms of yes. marketing the... Yeah, promoting and like the, I said, we're on their website. So yeah. people around the state um, get to see who we are mm. and there's a link uh, to our Trenton website for Trail yep. Town and they can mm. check out the town. And uh, this yeah. would be people that aren't just from Downriver or the Southeast yeah. Michigan region that are seeing this. So yeah. uh, we're pretty honored to have received that designation and we work pretty hard to yeah. get that. I, I, yeah, I was gonna say, it's not an easy designation to, to um, receive. Uh, and I know right. you and, and you know the team in Trenton have been working on this for probably several years, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Uh, can, mm-hmm. you, can you maybe describe that process and why you know, what kind of work goes into receiving that designation? Yeah, so uh, the Trail Town Committee meets, um, mm-hmm. and you're welcome to join uh, if you want to reach out. Uh, but um, the third Monday of every, I'm sorry, the third Wednesday mm-hmm. of every month, mm-hmm. we meet at 8.30 a.m. Uh, we meet via Zoom, so I can easily get you a link. Uh, mm-hmm. But pretty much uh, the team of a diverse group of people um, have just, um, you know, with the direction of Joanne Gagne, you mm-hmm. know, she said, okay, we need something to work on for the schools. This is one of the things we have to check off. Yeah. So then the committee, you know, took, you know, somebody in the committee then took that role, mm. reached out to the schools. Um, the um, Trenton Business Association sponsors something called Action Bound. So actually Trenton has seven tours mm. that you can take using a free app called Action Bound, but we involve the students with that and the mm. teachers and showed them how to uh, program it, and then the teachers can take their students out um, on these short tours, for oh, wow. example. Yeah. Um, and like I said, you know, the council had to adopt a resolution supporting mm-hmm. Trail Town, so there was just so many people doing yeah. so many different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a, a tourist brochure, so mm. you know, one of the years we worked on that. We have a master plan, which is online on uh, TrentonMichigan.org, and mm. so uh, we basically just go through and. Uh, we prioritized what we could get done quickly and mm. what was most important, and we've just been uh, checking off the boxes ever since. Yeah, what a remarkable accomplishment! Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like I said a minute ago, it's I know it's taken many years and a lot of hard work, and 
Um, you know, Trent, the Trent community is just like every other community, of course, downriver, but it's truly dynamic. And, and the ability for such a diverse group of people to come together mm-hmm. with a common goal um, to truly enhance the region and enhance the community uh, is nothing short of remarkable. And congratulations to you and your team. I was so excited last year to be a part of the ribbon yes, cutting for the Pure Michigan Trail Town yeah, uh, celebration. Very exciting. Yeah, and as you yeah. can see, we had so many partners, even yes. not just yeah. on the committee itself, but so many yeah. regional partners that helped uh, yeah. support you know finishing the trail so that we have a paved yeah. trail that goes to the refuge and uh, yeah. d- doing these gaps and where he went down mm-hmm. really greenways and uh, everybody's just been so supportive and wonderful in our efforts. So yeah, we absolutely. It. We were a pilot town. They yeah. chose Trenton as a pilot town and we yep. just got to work and yep. did what we could to make it happen. Yeah. And that designation has such a big impact on our local businesses. I'm sure absolutely. Al, you could talk a lot about that and, absolutely. Uh, and then the impact on the Metro parks and, you know, helping to draw more attention to our partners with the Metro parks. And it's just, it's a great thing for down river and thank you, Wendy, for working so hard to make that happen. You, you, and, you. and the entire team and yes, Trenton. that's buy. great information, Wendy. And in traditional star Trek, uh, fashion, we just <laughs> beamed in or Here transported or teleported, however you want to word it, our good friend, Joanne Gagne and who just came out of the sky out of nowhere. Exactly. So, wow, you truly like, just, just magical. Magic. Wow. So, Julianne, <laughs> you were a big part of the designation of Pure Michigan Trail Town for the city of Trenton. Yeah. Um, and can you talk a little bit about that? Because, I, like I said, it, it was a tremendous amount of effort, many years that went into it, and it's having a phenomenal impact on the entire region. Absolutely, Ron. And first of all, thank you for um, for inviting me to be here today. And I'm retired from the city of Trenton, but still, you know, I, I still have, you know, for looking at things from from a distance and i'm so proud of what what uh, the committee has done to you know continue the trail town and the the trail system it was a labor of love truly a labor of love to get our trail town designation Um, we worked extremely hard and it was a collaborative effort Mm -hmm. wendy spoke about our committee the trail town committee and they are amazing group of dedicated um, volunteers that come together from all walks of our community Mm -hmm. Um, and as as wendy mentioned the trail town designation is huge for being uh, you know for our community Um, having that pure michigan uh, designation Mm -hmm. just elevates um you know our our region Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah it, it was a labor of love and it took a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just a matter of just filling out some forms and sending yeah. it in. We, we tried for one year mm-hmm. and uh, didn't make it. Right. We spoke with the DNR and they gave us really great information on how we could improve our application. Sure. Well, I remember, um, you know, Dave Lorenz, who, yes. who is, uh, you know, head of uh, Travel Michigan and mm-hmm. big part of the Pure Michigan campaign. Um, a couple of years ago, we had him speaking at one of our chamber uh, business forums. And so, Wendy, you were there. And I, I've shared this story before. Wendy, you know, piped up and said, I have a question for Dave Lorenz. <laughs> I want to know why did we not receive the Pure Michigan Trail designation? And, and you know, but you need people like Absolutely. Wendy who are passionate on the team to make things happen. Yeah. And I think it was like a maybe a year later, uh, maybe not even a year, yeah. Trenton received that designation. Uh, but my question for you is, I, we all know how, how much effort you know, went into this. Why, why? Like, why is it so important to receive that Pure Michigan designation? Well, I think that you can really leverage that Pure Michigan brand, yeah. Um, yeah. which really 
brings, you know, it, it gives it gives the trails some, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, legitimacy, yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that word. Because yeah. um, we all know mm. in our region, you know, how important our trails are and how wonderful our community is. Right. But when you yeah. have that state designation, then you you just open yourself up yeah. to the entire state of Michigan and right. beyond. Right. Because pure Michigan mm -hmm. is all over the country. Well, right? and, and now it's it's international now. Right. It has exactly. an international presence and impact. And, you know, it, when you receive that designation and you're a part of the Pure Michigan campaign, it really does make all the difference, as, as you can attest to. Yeah. And again, Canada, right across the Detroit River from us, yeah. and we have the International yeah. Wildlife Refuge. So having that Pure Michigan brand just mm -hmm. elevates the whole area and brings yeah. you know people in for tourism and um, it helps out the economy and it's just it's a win-win. Absolutely, and I, I think you know Joanne is Gagne is probably the most famous name now in the Downriver region because <laughs> yes. you you played such a big part of you know making that happen and that's made that's played such a big role in the continued enhancement of our Downriver community. So. And we wish you would come back from retirement. Ah, I'm going to well, keep trying to keep draw trying. you back. Yeah, yeah. I, well, like I said, I'm, I'm here to help however I can. Um, but I have to say, I am enjoying retirement. Sure. Um, I, it gives me the opportunity to more time to, to be out on the trails, trails and down river. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great, sure. great to have you with us, Joanne. And we'll we'll let you you know go back up to the, back, to the sky. Myself. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so I want to thank my guests or my panel of guests uh, for being here today on the Destination Downriver podcast and vodcast for those who are watching us. Um, we're so excited to continue to do this monthly um, podcast and talk, talk about all the great things that are happening in the Downriver region, which um, we're never going to run out of content because there's so much happening in this region. And that's why we have a great partnership with our friends at Under the Radar Michigan because there's so much happening here. They want to be a part of that and they want to help us to promote it. And we're, we're thrilled about that. Uh, and, and the other thing is too, I keep mentioning about the impact, the economic impact on our region, but our small businesses here in the Downriver community are truly the ones that make things happen. And so good to have Al Peacher here, one of our small business owners. And uh, it's a, this podcast is a great way to continue to, to urge all of you to su support local small businesses in your community and especially here in, in the 18 Downriver communities that uh, make up such a phenomenal region that we, we cherish here in, in, our, in our area. So thanks for listening. And thank you to our, again, our esteemed panel members and our guests. And I wanna encourage you to visit the Destination Downriver website, www.destinationdownriver.com and explore all the great things that are happening in our region, our unique small businesses and restaurants and shops. And, and of course the trailways and the waterways and the Metro parks and and all the great things that we have happening in the, in the Downriver region. You can also find Destination Downriver on Facebook, uh, which you can see a lot of the great things that are happening on a weekly basis on Facebook. And you can find more information there about next month's podcast, where we'll be talking about the return of festivals and events throughout the Downriver community. And that's an exciting topic, so you'll want to stay tuned for that one because it's time to get back to enjoying the live music, food, and entertainment, uh, entertaining cultural experiences that are that our many area events in the Donovan community have to offer. So really excited about that one. And again, thank you to our sponsor, Allegra Print and Marketing and Wine Dot, Greg Kowalski. I know you're watching. We want to say a big thank you to you for your ongoing support of these great podcasts and vodcasts. 
And Allegra is where your marketing success can happen today. And also a special thanks to our production partners, Kathy Kane, Market Insights, and the beautiful uh, brand new, fairly new, I, I guess you can say, can't say brand new anymore, but fairly new, T Taylor Media Center, who continues to do a tremendous job with producing these monthly podcasts and vodcasts for us. So thanks again to our friends at the Taylor Media Center. Again, my name is Ron Henricks. I've been your host, and we're looking forward to seeing you next month on the Destination Downriver Podcast. Thanks. Have a great day.